On this episode of The Failure Report, we examine how serial entrepreneur Stanley Chase went from delivering pizzas to being the founder of a vegan fast food and jerky empire. Here's my report with accidental vegan and business owner Stanley Chase. Alrighty, thank you so much, Stanley, for taking time to speak with me today. I am so excited to have you um, on this episode of The Failure Report. So I've been following you and your career and your products since I moved to Louisville. So I got yeah. into Louisville in 2014, and I, I knew I was introduced to the jerky first. So Louisville Vegan Jerky is something I would just see in the local coffee shops. And then in 2016, I is, is that correct? You launched Morels? It was... Uh February of 2017, I signed the lease. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, so I want to start at the very top. I want to know about you um, and why you got into this space of vegetarian, vegan food and becoming a restaurateur and a product. Do you sell products? All of those things. I just want to know about who you are first. Okay. Um, Well, so I, I... Before I did anything, I was I was doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was delivering pizzas. I was like uh, I had a few bands I was in. I was uh, running karaoke. Yeah. I was like DJing weddings. I mean, I was just doing a a bunch of just like I don't know. I, I didn't. I had no direction. Mm-hmm. I was just like, if I can make a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, like I would just We're do good. that. Right. Um, but I I ha- I never had any um, in inspiration or, 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 uh, ideas to do a business. Like Uh I was just like, you know, um, but I think as I got uh, older, I was, um, you know, feeling an an urge to really do something that, uh, I had creative control over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I never really knew it, but I, I think I always wanted to work for myself because, most of the jobs I had, I was my own boss yeah. in my own ways. You're just a hustler. You're like, yeah. I mean, karaoke, DJing, band, delivering pizzas, like yeah. that's a hustle mentality yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely out there a lot. Um, I just didn't, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't, when people like grandparents would ask me what I'm doing, I'm like, uh, well, I'm doing karaoke here in a couple hours. So <laughs> right, so I got to go with all your questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I moved to Philly in uh, 2009. And I met this really great chef. His name's uh, Rich Landau. And he's like, I think he's still the only Michelin vegan chef. Wow. But I, I just like randomly got hired at his restaurant mm-hmm. uh, off Craigslist. It didn't even list the name of the restaurant. And I was so aware of him. Right. It was w- one of the, my things when I moved to Philly. I was like, well, maybe one day I'll meet Rich. Yeah. And I walked in and he was the one interviewing me. And I was like, you got to wow. be kidding me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I like, I was like, I'm like such a big fan. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he hired me and I was just like a line cook yeah. at his restaurant. Um, and <clears throat> he, one day we were talking and he said, uh, what do you want? What do you want to do? You want to? continue to be a, in the, you know, line cook or, and I was like, man, I'd love to open my own restaurant. And he wow. was like, well, go home and, and like write up a menu and like bring it in in the morning so I can take a look at it. I was like, all right. Okay. So I went home and I, I not only designed the menu, but I designed morels. Like I wow. drew like a logo and yeah. all that. And I took it in. He was like, he was like, do it. Like, just do this. And I was like, I have Don't. like $160. Right. Like, and he was like. Man, just like figure it out. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. Can, you know, he started with a hot dog cart, a, like a vegan oh, hot dog cart yeah. uh, in like the middle of Philly. 
That's, <clears throat> I have to pause. My heart just fluttered. That's like one of my biggest goals. Like out of all the things I've done at, in my professional life, I want a hot dog stand, a vegetarian vegan yeah. hot dog stand. That's it. That, those are life goals <laughs> for me. That's going to be third chapter. Yeah. Stay tuned. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, it's like, especially in today's world, like, you know, think about having something like that 20 years ago when yeah. you're just relying on foot traffic. Yeah. Where now you can mm-hmm. get a bunch of followers, tell people where you're at. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so um, I uh, moved back to Louisville, and I started working at this pizza place, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm getting right back into my same, oh, yeah. like, yeah. nickel and dime, like, jobs where, you know, again, I was doing a bunch of stuff. Sold my car. All I had was a bike. Yeah. And I, um, I've heard about this thing called Kickstarter, and huh. it had just started. I mean, it was so new, there wasn't any Kickstarter in Louisville. It was, mm-hmm. like, just, like, a new, yeah. you know, th- concept. <clears throat> so I signed up for it and was like, oh, I'm going to open up a food truck this way. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, I made a video that's terrible. It's still online if you want to watch it. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to add. We're definitely adding that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's horrible. And, and, you know, I was, like, so uncomfortable in front of the camera. I yeah. didn't – I'd never pitched a business, like, idea in my life. Right. I just felt like, you know, the imposter syndrome was, like, through the roof. Oh, like, yeah. I was just like, I would like to oh. open a business. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so I – I ended up getting a ton of press, mm-hmm. not because of my food truck necessarily. I mean, some people were interested in the vegan concept, but most everybody invited me on to the news because they wanted to know what Kickstarter was. Really? Yeah. They, that would be the first five minutes of my interview. They'd be like, so now what, what, are you, what is this you're raising yeah. money on? It's a crowdsource, you yeah. know. But it was great because everybody kept inviting me on to explain Kickstarter. And then I would just be like, by the way, you can go BTW, on and like- donate. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I raised like... My goal was like twelve thousand. I raised thirteen. Yeah, that's, uh, that's and amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Then I, so I, I again, I just kind of like my the theme of my life is I've like Googled my way everywhere. Like <laughs> I just like found this guy in Ohio that builds food trucks on Craigslist in Ohio, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I still don't. I, he he delivered the truck. I mm-hmm. mean, I paid him the money. I told him what my budget was. And the day I even picked it up, I was like, I can't believe this guy didn't scam me. Like, right. I never met this guy in my life. And it just all <clears> happened. It happened. Man, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because you're so accustomed to that being a part of life. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm going to hit, like, an F up at some point. You know what I mean? Is this yeah. it? Yeah. Like- well, and plus, like, I'd never even, like, just, like, that much money. I had uh, never yeah. even seen that much money before. And I was like, I, I just was like, this is a lot of money somebody could just, like, run off with. Yeah. And then... And then, like, there goes my whole, yeah, like, all everything. <laughs> my Kickstarter fame is right, out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happened. And then, um, so <clears throat> being like, even the the premise of your show, mm-hmm. uh, this is this the food truck was uh, was I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. Oh. I didn't like the business. I didn't like. Louisville's not laid out for it correctly. The foot traffic isn't there. The laws, there were no laws in place when I started. So I was working with Brandon Cohn and Fisher and all these people to try to get some law because we were operating illegally every time we were operating. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big pain in the butt. Uh, There was like me and two other food trucks. It was like Holy Moly and Little Cheesers. Wow. And uh, (laughs) And is Holy Moly still around? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. And he runs uh, Lupo as well. Oh, uh, so that's where I can yeah. get those tacos. I've been chasing well, that he, kimchi. It's a pizza. 
It's a it pizza place, pizza. but he he does. I, I'm almost certain he still does, like he was at like uh, Four Castle this year and stuff yeah. in the food truck. So he he still, still does there. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we were all just starting out together at the exact same time, and um, uh, you know I just didn't again I didn't like the business. Uh, it was very hard to get consistent uh, mm-hmm. revenue coming in. You know we would have a good weekend and then nothing for six yeah. or seven days. And, yeah. Um, so I was like, I need to do something else. Like, mm-hmm. I uh, was still working at this pizza place and running the food truck, and it just wasn't making any sense. Um, so my brother worked at Heine Brothers at the mm-hmm. time, so I was like, okay. what if we could get, like, my... I make, used to make these wraps all the mm-hmm. time for my friends, and they were just, like, Philly cheesesteak wraps or chorizo wraps or right. whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And but they so, were vegan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, everything was vegan. And I... Um, so... I brought up some to the owner of Honey Brothers, and I was like, because I heard through the grapevine he was vegetarian, oh. and they didn't have any vegetarian products. No. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I gave him, and he was like, "Oh, these are great." And they brought him into two stores, and they were like selling out. That's amazing. You know, and he was like, "All right, we're putting you in every store." Yeah. I was like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> and then like Rainbow Blossom, same thing. Like wow. uh, Summer was just like, "Yeah, come on in, let's let's do this." So she put us in all their stores, and then before I knew it, we had like some momentum going and it was wow. consistent and it was, and I could, you know, um, I knew what was coming. Like yeah, I knew we yeah. had, oh, we have 300 wraps to make this week or you whatever. You have to make this and I have to be able to sell that. And that was your first product <clears throat> because I've, I saw jerky first. And so the, the, having your, your vegan wraps were the first kind of business that was That was like the launched. first product. Yeah. yeah. And so I started kind of pooling a lot of resources. Like my brother, um, Josh was a, uh, he went to SCAD, he's mm-hmm. a college of art and design and he's, yeah, you know, just an insane uh, yeah. illustrator, and he's, he he does all a lot of the uh, artwork on our bags. And um, I I asked him if he could help me start designing the labels for our wraps, and mm-hmm. you know, and so we we were kind of working together. And then <clears throat> I had like one employee, and but that business like took off, you know, and it was doing really well. That's awesome. And that was like my my gig for like two years. Yeah. And yeah, then, that's amazing. Uh, How did you get into vegetarian <clears throat> food? Were you always vegetarian yourself, or no? I um I actually dated a woman in college who was vegetarian, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> she she was from Savannah as well. She went to uh, SCAD, mm-hmm. and uh, she brought up a she brought she bought a bunch of like meat like substitutes and yeah. kept them in my freezer, and she left them. And I just tried one. I used to make fun of her all the time about it. But I tried one day, and I was like, these are amazing. This is really good. Yeah, I was just like, and my friends were like, yeah, you can't eat that stuff all the time. And I was like, yes, I can. I could, right? Yeah. And I just that started. That's really amazing. And I thought you became a vegetarian, because are you currently a vegetarian Yeah, or I'm vegan. vegan. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. But no, I, I, I didn't, I, I had, I tell people this all the time, I had no group. I had no philosophy. I had mm-hmm. no, it was just like, I just like really liked the meat. Analogs, like, yeah. I don't know. I, He's like, I like the way it tasted. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it just, it, it also like, <clears throat> it felt like really counterculture to me, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. my dad's uh, a chef, mm-hmm. so I, it was, <clears throat> I would take his recipes mm-hmm. and then like veganize them. Yeah, you know, and make so. them really good. So it's so interesting that you say that because I grew up vegetarian. I grew up, I grew up vegan, and then I lived my life as a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and I. Um, it's, it's funny because my grandparents, which were born in 1922 and 1924, respectively, 
were vegetarians. They probably became vegetarians in like their 30s. But I mean, when you well, think what, about the time, they, they, they wanted the healthier diet. They realized okay. that they were, they grew up in North Carolina and they saw a lot of meat slaughtering. They grew up on farms and they just were just, they, they knew that it was just not the very best way to eat. Right. Mm. And so whenever they had my mom, um, they made her a vegetarian and then my mom made or vegan. And then my mom raised us vegan. And so we're third generation vegans in a, in a space where that's, just not heard of. You know, I, I see vegetarianism and veganism now as kind of like a sex. You know what I mean? Like individuals kind of gravitate to that because it's a cultural thing. Right. For me, it was just <clears throat> normal. You know, I mean, I remember my sister saying that she didn't want to eat her sandwiches in school. My, my mom would always be like, why didn't you eat your lunch today? And she would wait till she got in the car to eat it. And Join Up for Business and Marketing Consulting specializes in finding solutions for startups, small businesses, and nonprofits. We offer branding, marketing, social media management, development, and capacity building consulting services to companies who are just starting out or need help taking their business to the next level. Please contact us online for a consultation at joineffortllc.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at joineffortllc. She was literally embarrassed to eat her food oh, or totally. lunch at school because she's like, I'm in the third grade and I have a Morningstar griller sandwich. You know, everybody right, else right, is eating right. ham and cheese. And I'm trying to explain like what this brown loafy patty is, you know, or we'd have like oatmeal patties and things like that. And it was just so unpopular, you know. Right. And so now I feel like the culture has just met where we've always been you know we've always made nut cheese and we've always yeah it's it, and i mean I, I don't i don't know if most people know what it was like to be a vegetarian <clears throat> before like 2010 yeah i mean it was like hell it was horrible yeah. yeah and um <clears throat> yeah my aunt was same she was like vegetarian 70s 80s and yeah they had like literally tofu and like rice that's it that's right. about, about yeah. it and yeah. like um <clears throat> what's interesting so I'm part of the Big Brother program, mm -hmm. and my little brother, uh, his mother, Ebonique, w was raised very similarly. Yeah. And was, has been vegetarian since she was, like, you know, very young. <clears throat> and that's how we got matched yeah. in the oh, program wow. was because they were like, we had one vegetarian in the group, mm -hmm. and we matched you guys because... You got some yeah. really big yeah. common. Because food is a, something that you can really share a common bond over. You right. know what I mean? And especially if you understand, like, when I I can get deep into vegetarian food where I leave vegetarians and vegans on the surface, and they're like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, yeah, like, oat milk is not oh, not new. Like, <laughs> right, right. like, where have you been? And I'm like, oh, have you tried the meat substitute wham? And they're like... What is that? And I'm like, it's like ham, and it's pink, and it's made by Worthington out of Loma Linda. And they're like, nope. Like, it's in a can? <laughs> yeah, you're like, not following me <laughs> at all, are you? <laughs> completely, completely lost. So when I found Morels, it was a beacon of light for me because it was in this like fast food genre where I could get like a sandwich, like a fried chicken sandwich and fries, and I didn't have to worry about like you sneaking in like bacon fat in the Fryer, or it being, know. yeah, or it being on the grill from yeah. like the last thing we cooked. Right, or, or me right. having to ask you to change your gloves to make my Subway sandwich and things like that. You know what I mean? Like there was always this hard, it was always hard to be a vegetarian or you just wanted to not be so uncool. So you just let it slide and you just felt in your body like it was wrong. So tell me, bring me all the way up to Morel's. Um, Morel's, 
amazing restaurant was here in Louisville, opened in February 2016, 17, mm-hmm. and um, it is no more. So this is kind of where we get into our failure report a little bit. I, I yeah, really I mean, um, and, and, you know, it's kind of tied into, I think, like something that I've been struggling with um, and, and learning about, too, honestly, uh, I, or just becoming more aware of the, like the, I've never considered myself an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess I fall into some sort of category like that. Definitely. But I, I didn't know that like one of the biggest pitfalls of entrepreneurs or creative types is trying to like do too much. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, not just saying like taking your one thing and being like, well, I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. making, doing this one thing and making it better and better and better and better. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell you how many people I've met over the last year that have so many cautionary tales about like, oh yeah, you hit one thing and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I like it worked. So yeah. now I can like do anything and I'm going to have this exact same experience. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, it, it just, it's, I, it, I fell into that trap and I've, I, and wow. I'm really trying to get to the point where, you know, I say no mm-hmm. because, um, there's a, a an internal, urge that just wants to keep like chasing a new like mm-hmm. yeah creation. you get squirrel like and you want to <clears throat> because you know you can right you have proof of life you have proof of concept and you're good at it so you know i could make another product and it'd be just as great as this you know i, I have a formula you know what i mean well I, I guess that's that's the illusion it's the illusion uh, yeah Absolutely. it's 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 because it's it's um at, at the end of the day when you know it, it, business can be like so many things mm-hmm. it can be like a like a relationship that you have with a significant other it can be like a child mm-hmm. it can be like uh, a, a hit song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know just because you make like a band makes a hit song that doesn't mean you know they can make a hundred, another 100 songs and they all sure. suck sure. or they, no, they sure. don't go anywhere mm-hmm. um you know so i think you get this idea you get this high off of something that's, that's so working yeah. and you're like like, oh, I know exactly how to do this. I'm just going to repeat yeah. exactly what I did on this last, last project. Last time, it's yeah. going to but yeah. And, it, and it's just like, it just like doesn't, it. it doesn't translate the same because mm-hmm. every business is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, uh, the local owner of Feast and um, Royals, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan, he had told me, like, man, like, really conserve your bandwidth. Hmm. Like, because I'm telling you. Because I, I, I was wa- I wanted to open up a pizza place, yeah, so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I designed a website, I designed the logo, I designed yeah. the menu, and because you worked I in almost, pizza for a yeah, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know pizza. pizza, I love right. pizza, right? And I wanted to make like a vegan pizza place, and this was about a year after Morel's opened, and I was talking to Ryan about it, and he was like, "Dude, like, yeah, conserve your bandwidth," and I was like, I, I didn't really know what he was talking about at first, yeah. But as we've gotten more into things where mm-hmm. it's not just the jerky company more, it's it's like um, Logan Street Market now and mm-hmm. like yeah, which is we good. have Toppins and mm-hmm. Welpdale Chocolate we bought into and Sugar High Bakery and we have all these things and then it's like, oh God, this is six social media accounts. This is yeah. six tax yeah. uh, <laughs> things yeah. to follow. Right, codes to follow. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot of like... Uh, permits and things to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And how did you grow? Like, how did you find your staff? Because you have a very <clears> unique <throat> brand of staff that I feel like works for the the brand under Stanley. How did you find your your people? Um, so, well, my my first employee I hired um, was 
a guy named Trevor Decour, and he, um, you know, it was pretty much him and I all the time. Mm-hmm. And then his buddy Tom started working for us, and um, and you know, they're they had known each other for a while, and Tom was like like a working at Veronese at the time, mm-hmm. and so we were all kind of working together. <clears throat> and when when we disbanded, Trevor went out and started Mikiote Coffee in Portland, and Tom became head chef at Veronese, and I was running the jerky company, and then I saw Morel's, that building was open, and I just kind of called him and was like, hey, do you guys want to get the band back together? <laughs> and, you know, it had been like two years, yeah. and uh, so we all met up and agreed to do it. That's amazing. Uh, but they, they had a very, they're both very uh, connected in the LGBTQ community, and mm-hmm. they... Um, you know, really helped facilitate uh, kind of creating a very accepting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, judgment-free uh, zone. Yeah. And I think word spread pretty quickly because we had, you know, some people that wanted to feel safe at work that didn't feel safe in a lot of places, especially mm-hmm. here. And I mean, we're in Louisville, which is way better than, you know, the yeah. rest of the red yeah. state is. But you know, people, I mean, there's a lot of real anxiety that exists uh, in the workplace, even with, with bathrooms and, you mm-hmm. know, um, and customers and, <clears throat> you know, all that. Right, right. So um, it just kind of happened. Yeah. And then I think, you know, after word spread, there was just like a lot of friends of friends of friends of friends started working. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I, we had, yeah the, the staff at Morales was just, it was just awesome. dope. I mean, it yeah. just was because you did when you when you came in and walked in, you knew you were in a very <clears throat> a very sacred, safe space. You know what mm-hmm. I mean that you didn't see in other places, you know, in Louisville. But you know, Morales is no more. What happened? Well, it's it's a it's it's complicated, and you know, it's a lot of people. I think, um, listen, I've been on the other side where I am personally offended and upset if a business closed like your ecstasy <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, wild yeah. and woolly like i mean you know you're like you no you can't close you can't close like, you can't do and, this oh wild woolly closed when i first moved here i yeah uh, yeah i, I mean there's the just these establishments that, that yeah. like you're like i just you can't leave like yeah. you're part of my like mm-hmm. my my landscape and my narrative mm-hmm. in my head you know yeah. like yeah so i've been there um uh but you know this is being on the other end of that i I was nervous about closing it, but I also, we talked about it for six months internally and it was, it was such a hard decision. And I, I, I went back and forth on it. I tried to do everything I could to keep it open. We mm-hmm. tried hiring a GM that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. We tried, um, letting the staff kind of run the place, mm-hmm. which was doing okay, but it was still, I felt like I had no, um, I, I felt very disconnected the last yeah. six months to a year there just being like, I'm like, you know, this, I was so involved on early, early on that mm-hmm. I didn't feel very involved uh, towards the end. Towards the end? Wait, was your hand in too many buckets? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Is that what you found? Yeah. Because you did, you had, I mean, you became like a person that was like, I'm deliver pizzas and do karaoke to a serial entrepreneur very quickly. You yeah. know what I mean? And when your hands are in those buckets, you know, you can listen to advice like your friend, um, over at Royals was like, man, conserve your bandwidth. And instantly, you know, we put up a wall like, oh man, I can do it. I got it. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or he's, he's, he, you know, he doesn't see my vision. But then whenever you realize that you're there and you are too, spread too thin, 
and you're not doing anything well, was that was that your I was that where you were where you were like, I can't I can't focus on anything. Right. Or? Like everything's getting ten percent of me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. um yeah. is how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, the jerky company is is um I mean it's it's so weird because you know the I, the jerky company like I I still feel intimately connected to it, mm-hmm. um, but you know I I wish I was more involved uh, on from the from a lot of different angles. Yeah. Um, which is what was the idea when we closed Morels is for me to start getting more mm-hmm. involved in that. Um, but you know I still do all the packaging and all the marketing, and we have a creative office where we do all of our. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah, all that, your design that, that I really and enjoy. things. You had to. I, I appreciate you saying that. That was one of those, like, things that I wondered into the back of my mind because your creativity is amazing. Social oh, media is outstanding. But I'm like, where, where do you do all of this? You know what I mean? It's like you. I, I, I picture beanbags are involved. And you know what I mean? Like, really cool lighting and kombucha because you have to have, like, a, a serious vibe to create some of the things that you are. <laughs> Our office is, like, kind of cool. I mean, we, we tried or we tried to make a fun place, mm-hmm. to like, the creative office. I, I met a woman named uh, Nico uh, years ago. I was having a party at my house, mm-hmm. and she came over with uh, her boyfriend, which was my good friend's brother, and they were getting ready to leave, and, and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, see you guys later. Where are you guys heading? And they're like, oh, we're starving. We're going to get food. And I had food out everywhere. And I was like, oh, do you Dude. guys not want to eat? And she was like, oh, I'm vegetarian. And I was like, okay. Was like, hey, listen, everything in this house. <laughs> is right. All these wings over here, like everything. And right. she was like, what? Wow. And like, yeah, and then we just like, you like that. Like, uh, but so she she does all like the 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 aesthetic of our Instagram and all that stuff is just like all her. That's amazing. You know. Well, she's dope, um, and shout out to her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean she's she's like she drives all of that, and and Mark as well. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like pretty much this guy Andrew, Mark, and Nico, and me mm-hmm. in this creative office, and my brother Josh that does all the kind of illustrations mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's our, our focus. My other brother Adam, uh, you know, he runs the jerky company. I mean, that's it's awesome. his like. So he came on back in like 2015, but he he was the one that was like, man, I need you here. I need you here more often. I need you okay. more present with the jerky company. Yeah. That was that was 75% of the pie of closing morels was just, you know, the jerky company is lacking mm-hmm. and needs more help mm-hmm. um, as it grows nationally and yeah. internationally. Whereas morels is like this seven day a week, yeah, grind it out. Yeah, like yeah. Every day there's, like, something new on fire. Uh, and, like... <laughs> right. You know, it's like... Literally I, or figuratively. And, yeah. yeah. And you had to you had to be present for that. Always. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I meet other... Or I run into other restaurant owners around town. And it's so much different because when I run into fans of Morel's, they, they're like, dude, what? Why would you, you know... Yeah. You guys must... You know, it looked like it was always busy. You guys were... And I'm like, you know, yeah, we were busy, but, like... It still it wasn't making really a lot of money, yeah. and and also like it was it was it was a lot for what it yeah. for for the for what it gave us you know yeah yeah and if I could have just kept it open for the community I would have sure but I just I couldn't you couldn't I mean, yeah but I run into other restaurant owners and they're just like you're so lucky you got out <laughs> get out again <laughs> yeah they're yourself. like oh God bless you you're out of <laughs> that it is like funny. I, I've been in this for twenty years I can't get out of this yeah. thing yeah and what would be your advice you know like. <clears throat> You know, when you look back over your career and you see like, man, F up here, misstep there, shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, what would be your advice for the next generation? 
you, you got a lot of great ideas. You're going to create, continue to create. You know what I mean? It's in you now. When you get bitten by the, by the entrepreneur bug, you know, it kind of embeds into your, into your soul. Yeah. But what would you tell individuals who are looking at, I want to start a restaurant and then I want to start this and then I'm going to have a coffee shop and it's going to have a basement and then I'm going to have music and then I'm going to do this. What would you tell that person that can't control it, but, you know, or doesn't feel like they can control it, but maybe that they need to, what would you say? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I people approach me all the time. I mean, uh, Christina uh, from Vigrets, you mm-hmm. know, approached me before she opened her food truck, and um, you know what we talked about. I, you know, and then and 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 even you know after that for her some other stuff she she did. Um, I don't ever want to to discourage somebody because sure. a lot of times where I feel like I have ran into walls or ran into problems, I've seen other people doing very successfully. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I I definitely. <clears throat> You know, I, I don't know. I think I've become. Uh, I'm trying to get better at, at, uh, like I said, saying no to things, and mm-hmm. also just being more clear with what uh, it is I'm doing, and not just re- acting off of impulse of like, yeah. oh, this could be cool, yeah. like a cereal, uh, like restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like you hear I these ideas, that yeah, and you're like, oh, that sounds that interesting, sounds and then, dope. and you're like. But. I don't know if it really, yeah, I don't know what this place is. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't know. You, but I, I, I would, if I had you know a billion dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which nobody should have that much money. But right. I'm just saying. Right. Um, <laughs> if if I had a lot of money, I would love to just. Inv- I would love to make Louisville more like like when I went to Austin last December and like Austin's there's so dope. many young. Uh, people mm-hmm. doing like really crazy stuff that you know it doesn't it, it, I, I don't know I was just so impressed like mm-hmm. I was just like you know see these young people like running um, I don't know restaurants or re- just like off the wall concepts yeah, yeah. where you know I'm like oh that's really interesting mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I, I wish I saw more of that in Louisville yeah. and like I think like the new wave burrito guys like have like a really cool that, that kind of vibe they do um, and like I, I see like other people having that, but I wish there was like tons of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like almost like incubators it. for mm-hmm. like of That's just like people doing really strange things, you know. Yeah. And making um, it making it their life's work and and making money by doing yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean yeah. I, I guess to answer your question like of what are I, I think I would just encourage people like to um to go as slow as possible. Mm. Like okay. because like everybody thinks they wanna beat their competition like like or like you know, like, um, do something first, Mm -hmm. but like, it's not, it's not normally about like, you know, doing it well and, and continuing to do it, like is so much more important than getting there first and and rushing it and not, and not truly having, you know, a a grip on what you're doing. It's like Mm -hmm. learning to play the piano versus like memorizing what keys to press. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's interesting. That is wonderful. Stanley, this has been fantastic. I have enjoyed talking to you so much. Just for, and, it's, and I feel like I've enjoyed this conversation because it's personal. Leading in Color is a podcast hosted by Dion Stokes, founder of Joint Effort, business marketing consulting, and me, Marta Miranda Stroud, founder of Catapult Now, an organization and leadership development and training firm. We thrive on engaging in raw, courageous conversations and topics that unpack systems of oppression that impact leaders at the margins of white patriarchal culture. So I went to the protest, and when I went to the protest, there weren't a lot of white faces in the crowd. And 
thought, what's wrong with this scenario? Because, you know, people have been organizing around all these issues. And in the, the white activist community, there was this question, why don't black people join our movement? Right. As opposed to why aren't we at the table in their movement? We are passionate about naming and dismantling the barriers of implicit bias, raising consciousness, and forging new ways to think about leadership that does not replicate power over others and create transformational leadership models based on systems of liberation. Join Leading in Color. Join the revolution. So, we have a few things left. Mm -hmm. One has got to go. I'm going to name some things, and you have to tell me if one of these can stay or can go. We'll start with cities. Portland, Austin, Miami, or L.A. One has to go. What do you mean has to go? Has like, to go. Like it we, can just fall off just, the face of the earth. <laughs> like, it is no more. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, uh, I actually, I, I mean, I've only, I've never been to Miami. Ah, so you so, can get her. Like, I mean, I, I, I tell you this, I, like, I, I, only been to Austin once, mm -hmm. loved it. Yeah. Only been to Portland once, loved, loved it. it. Been to LA a bunch. Yeah. Love it. Mm. So I mean, I guess I'd have to say Miami, but that's so rude because I, I don't I've never been there. <laughs> right. It could be ten times better than all three of those places. Right. And you know, I mean, I think I think Austin and Portland and all those places are <clears throat> are neat, but like they're uh you know, they've been having their moment. They're the having their for, moment. Uh, for a very long Stop time. Stop somebody else. Right? Yeah, yeah, like Louisville or something. I feel like Come on. there's like Detroit, Louisville, uh, uh, mm -hmm. like I, even there's like Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, there's places there's that you places could. places that are like, like. Yearning for. They're yeah. really neat. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, they just don't have the growth. You yeah, know, they don't. They don't. Yeah. It's almost Thanksgiving. By the time this airs, it'll have already been Thanksgiving. So let's do Christmas. Ham. Vegetarian ham. Um, string bean casserole, macaroni and cheese made with cashew cheese, mm -hmm. or stuffing. One has to go. Um, definitely the casserole. Casserole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 I like casserole all right, but those other three things, like, I absolutely love. And I've, yeah, I've been, uh, my vegan mac and cheese game is, is very hard. It's like dope. I right? love it. Yeah. Yeah. Satana <laughs> <Sutana> tofu. <clears throat> Hmm. Mm. Um. I I think I, I I mean I love love tofu, but I think I'd have to go with seitan. Seitan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. I love playing that game because you get to just know a little bit more about a person. Because I'm like, now seitan. <laughs> I've had some nasty seitan. Oh lord. <laughs> I've made I've made some of the most disgusting. Yeah, it can it life. can go really good or really really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time for shameless shoutouts. Okay. Shoutouts. Anything that um, you've got coming in the turnpike that you've got coming up. I want to know your socials, how individuals can like, share, and follow you. All those things. Cool. Um, so I, I yeah we have some stuff coming up. I can lay out some like some loose ideas that we have that yeah. I don't know. You know like ninety percent sure going to happen yeah. kind of thing, and then mm -hmm. some things that are hundred percent. Um, so, um, yeah, by, I guess by the time anybody hears this, so Black Friday, we're putting out, um, if, uh, so we're doing like Kentucky Future Chicken. Hmm. It's like our KFC <laughs> uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're launching that at Logan Street Market at mm -hmm. our spot inside there under Louisville Vegan Foods. Yeah. Um, so. Um, that's th Black that's, Friday. Love that. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm so excited about it. Like this stuff is like, like my, my, um, 
little cousin is like obsessed with KFC and they came in from New York and he like, he's not vegan at all. Mm-hmm. And he ate it and he was like, he looked like he was on the verge of tears. He was like, cr- like he's hugging me. He's like, this is amazing. And I was just like, Sean, this means so much that you I like this. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, it tastes like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But so we're putting that out on Black Friday. I'm really excited. And we're going to have that forever, mm-hmm. you know, essentially available to the public. Um, and then we, I also invented this like crazy cream cheese that I swear to God, I feel like it's going to, I feel like it's going to change the world. It's gonna change. It's gonna change the world, like as in locks and bagels, or is it gonna change the world, like as in cheesecake and bagels? Yeah, and any, any. I don't. We ha- can do it all. Yeah, we have like a plain version. So our baker is like working on like buttermilk stuff or or buttercream with mm-hmm. it, and then, but like we have a like a scallion and garlic flavor, and then like a jalapeno mm-hmm. cheddar bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I just was like I've been, I've been, I've made a hundred cream cheeses and I've thrown away like ninety nine of them. Yeah. And this one like. So tough. I feel like it's better than like Kite Hill or any oh, of those other wow. uh, cream cheeses. It's coming for you. It's great. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're putting that out on Black Friday as well. So. <clears throat> and then the the big thing with Morels that we're just like we're just not sure how it's going to run, but we completely gutted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the aesthetic is the same, but there's no more. The entire front room is empty now. Oh. Um, okay. So it's all seating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can seat like sixty people. Oh, that's inside great. now, and yeah. then plus the outside another forty. So. We can seat like 100 people in the place now. That's amazing because before um, it was very <clears> limited <throat> seating. So that's amazing that you've opened that up. So maybe yeah. there's a Morels in the future. So, well, well, so we're using it as like our production kitchen for all of our wholesale accounts. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends, you know, we're, we're, we're not using it. So mm-hmm. we thought it would be really cool to have like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. you know, bar. Because we just got our beer license and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So we were like, well, it would be cool maybe springtime or something mm-hmm. um, to start like just having it open on the weekends and having like our wings back and yeah. you know, all, all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. that everybody really liked. That'll be dope. So, yeah. yeah that's I like, like that. Yeah. I like that. And and again, those are just cool things that other cities are doing. You know what I mean? We're just a weekend restaurant and then you don't have, you can fall in love with it again. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You can like it. Well, and honestly, you know, I think, I don't know if you felt this way about Morales, but like, I felt like 80% of people came to Morales on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, Monday through Thursday, pretty dead. Crickets. Yeah, it was crickets. I mean, every restaurant in town deals with this. Yeah, they do. But you guys really did deal with it. Because, I mean, it'd be Friday lunch, and I want a Pop-Tart. You know, like, yeah. good vegan Pop-Tart. And they're like, oh, we sold out. I'm like, it's 1030. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, no, yeah. No, the weekends were nuts in there. Yeah. If every day could have been like the weekends, it would have been yeah. awesome. But so then just why not just open the weekends? Those exactly. are business plans that individuals, I, I really think, need to look at more. Why not do when I can do or when I'm best? Right. Why try to do it on a Tuesday when I suck? You know, right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so on Instagram, we can find you at don't follow me, follow my my food, or can we follow you personally? Yeah, well, my, my, my Instagram account is like uh, trash. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I have like, I mean, I have like all my creative out. outlets on there. So it's like probably confusing. But, sure. Um, my, my screen name is dad with no kids. I love it. Um, and then, but no, uh, the jerky is L-O-U vegan jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great Instagram feed. Um, and then we have Louisville Vegan Foods, mm-hmm. which might just be like Lou Vegan Foods, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, that that is like we do a ton of cool stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, we have Sugar High Bakery. 
um, and Welptail Chocolates as well. Fantastic. So. And we can follow you in all of the things. Thank yeah. you so much, Stanley, for Yeah, thank time. you so much for I've learned so here. much. This and like I said, it was personal awesome. for me. And I really want to encourage individuals to, to like your, to like your first of all, your jerky, to find you online. And then if you have any opportunities for orders or they're going to be in your local grocery store, shout out to Kroger's and Publix and all those good yeah, chains. Whole Foods, yeah, uh, Sprouts, Whole Foods, yeah. Fresh Time. Love uh, it. At Lucky's, yeah, we're in all those. Places. Love it, love yeah. it. So please check out Louisville Jerky in all of those locations. We'll definitely link it at the very bottom. Thank you again for taking the time to share your failure report. Learned a lot, loved it, and uh, I can't wait to have you back. Thank you. I'm putting that out now. Yeah, oh, here. listen, I'd love it. Putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode. And the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at failurereport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t-shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.